0: Wargaming Recon is proudly sponsored by the Maine Historical Wargamers Association. They're the folks behind Huzzah! Historical Wargaming or New England. Huzzah takes place May 15th to the 17th, 2020 at the Doubletree in South Portland, Maine. Experience some of the best historical wargaming at Huzzah! Visit www.huzzahcon.com for more information. Wargaming Recon is proudly sponsored by Enfilade. Enfilade is a flagship historical wargaming convention for the Northwest Historical Miniature Gaming Society. Enfilade is held annually over Memorial Day weekend at the Red Lion Inn in Olympia, Washington. Enjoy the largest historical miniature gaming convention west of the Mississippi at Enfilade. Visit www.nhmgscitadel.com for more information. Wargaming Recon is proudly sponsored by The Wargaming Company. Wish you could play a great Napoleonics wargame that's different from the same old stuff? Try ESR! ESR makes Napoleonics accessible. A complete system with you as a core commander. Start an army with ESR box sets, or use your existing collection. It's meaty enough for diehards, but friendly for newcomers. Visit The Wargaming Company .com Welcome to War Gaming Recon. I am your host, Jonathan J. Reinhardt. War Gaming Recon is the only member of the TSR Podcast Network to discuss historical and New England gaming. Today, we're talking about how the tabletop gaming hobby impacts your family. So I want to say thank you for joining me today and I hope you will find this to be an interesting episode. This is actually a topic that's been brought up by a few members of our community here and it's come up on Facebook actually. I believe in our Wargaming Recon Fan Club Facebook group. That's a really long name now that I think of it. Pretty, pretty long there. But the topic came up because some individuals are finding that the tabletop gaming hobby in which they participate has some impacts on their family that are not what is hoped for. So it was recommended that maybe we do here at World Gaming Recon do an episode talking about some of the ways that tabletop gaming can impact people and their families and some maybe suggestions for how to work around it if they exist. So we're going to talk about that, talk a little bit about a cool surprise, uh, not really a surprise, but uh, a cool uh, package that came uh, for me today, actually, and give a little bit of an update on some other stuff that is going on. As always, you can get all the things we do by going to wargamerrecon.com You can also get podcast episodes uh, just about everywhere the podcast is and all that kind of stuff. So what are some ways that the tabletop gaming hobby can impact those whom we love, our family members, our friends, and so forth? So I want to start with an individual who I'm not going to name. They had mentioned that they get a lot of pushback from their significant other in so far as their significant other feels that a lot of problems that exist between these two individuals as a couple is a direct result of the individuals of the gamers gaming and so the significant other asks the gamer to stop participating in the hobby stop painting stop building stop assemblings oh same thing as building i guess uh stop playing games stop participating in any of that stop participating in online groups to talk about the gaming to stop reading books about it just like all the stuff to completely remove themselves from the hobby and to get away from it and that is absolutely a feeling that some family members may have especially if there's not a whole lot of commonality between the members of the family maybe the gamer a gamer i'm not saying this gamer in particular but a gamer might spend a lot of time with tabletop gaming whether it's on the hobby side of building and painting and all that kind of stuff, you know, all the things involved, there, scratch building and so forth, or the playing side or the research side or the community side of it, they might be putting a lot of energy into that and not so much elsewhere. And so it can cause this impact where people feel left out. Individuals feel like they're not getting the attention, the respect, the love maybe that they feel they deserve. And this is absolutely, I would say, a very negative impact, and it can happen to a lot of people to varying degrees. I think you can uh, there's this meme right that goes around online uh about how much gamers spend on gaming supplies and uh it presumes that uh gamers are male or identify as male and that they are married to. An individual who identifies as female uh and so the the meme in case you haven't seen it is a joke is like oh i i better not let my wife see how much i spent on you know 40k minis or um uh there's a uh, another one going around where a, a woman a cartoon a woman sees this receipt and it's like for um a thousand dollars and the woman says did you spend a thousand dollars on these miniatures whatever they are i'm going to say games workshop but whatever they are and the uh gamer looks the husband looks and says oh no that's like how many pieces are in the box or whatever uh and the next one the panel shows the woman saying oh good few and the the husband going if only that was all it cost so the joke being that there's a secrecy right between what is being spent and To not let your significant other know that. Um, Maybe individuals are pooling their money, a communal pool, when they're married. That's what my wife and I do. Not everyone does that. Some have separate to try to avoid that. But this is one way that there can be some friction, right? One way that it can impact your family where they feel that the time and attention doesn't exist. Another can be a monetary aspect, right? One where money is being spent on your hobby that could or may be spent elsewhere i'm not going to say should or needs to be spent because i hope that if you or as a gamer or someone you know who's a gamer that if they have a financial need for something that's not gaming that they put in the money towards that first obviously we know that's not always the case right i i know i've known quite a few gamers in my younger days who would say i could buy our RPG book, you know, D and D book, a White Wolf book, a Call of Cthulhu book, some 40k minis, some magic cards, whatever. Or I could buy some food. I could go grocery shopping. I could buy dinner. And you know what they've done? They haven't bought dinner. They haven't gone grocery shopping. They bought the gaming stuff. When when you're younger, I'm going to make a generality here. And if I'm wrong, please kindly let me know. But I think when you're younger, you might not think as clearly about what is the appropriate thing to do. Uh, so that is something I will say about that. But when you get to be a certain age or a certain maturity level might be a better way to put it. I hope that one realizes that it's more important to spend money on your groceries, on your fuel for your automobile, for your house, for your mortgage, for things for your offspring, if you have children, for maintenance, for your health, for medication, all that kind of stuff. Those needs that not wants, gaming is a want. You will not perish if you don't get the Indominus box right for Games Workshop you don't get the latest World of Games release or the new set of shiny dice from Chessex or anything like that you're not gonna perish the world won't end you'll be really sad right but it's okay not all gamers do that some gamers maybe spend more than they should and so the significant others can feel like oh, you know, I wish you hadn't done that because I could use the money for something else. So gaming can definitely have that impact, right? Again, it's another negative impact. And I think this question, when you think about it, how does gaming, how does a hobby impact your family? I think it's kind of loaded in a sense so that it's anticipating negative situations. So a lot of the things I'm going to talk about are negative situations here. It doesn't have to be negative though. So we will get to some positive ones as well. You might also be just so focused on gaming that you were not aware of what else is going on in the world that you are thinking about gaming day and night you have a new game that's coming on and you're so excited about it so you want to read up about it you're reading all like the previews on the blogs listening to all the podcasts and doing all that when maybe you need to be doing stuff around the house doing some dishes or cleaning or maybe you need to go to work Right? I've known people who've missed work to play games. World of Warcraft, for example. Uh, I've been known back in the day to take vacation days for when there would be new World of Warcraft release. I take a week off, or part of a week off. Uh, this was before I had children. <laughs> and I would take that and dedicate myself to playing as much as possible. Some people do that when there's a new game out. Not even like an electronic game. It doesn't have to be a video game or a computer game, but they'll do it with a board game. They'll do it with a role-playing game. They'll do it with these other kind of things where they dedicate themselves to that instead of other things, whether it's work or family or personal grooming and so forth. Gaming can also be a problem when it's this kind of relates to time, right? But I've known individuals who will say that they have a finite amount of free time, and as I think we all do, right? I think we can probably identify with that, in which they have this finite amount of free time. And they are choosing to spend it on ga- instead of spending it going to their kids' rehearsal, art show, science competition, soccer game. That is a negative. <laughs> clearly And that stings, right? I've been in that situation where it was a choice, uh, but also a requirement where I have, and I, I feel awful about it. I really do. I have missed my eldest. She does dance. She's you know five and a half. I have missed her dance recital. I missed it in 2019 because it was the same weekend as the Huzzah Historical Ministers Gaming Convention in Portland, Maine. I had already booked a hotel. I had booked going to the convention. I told everyone I would be there. I am actually contractually obligated to go, but I would go anyway. So there were all these things set up far in advance of finding out when the recital would be and turn out they didn't have a date planned and then the date came and it coincided and I didn't know what to do this was a case where I could choose to not go uh, I could potentially have some penalties implied maybe for breaking the contract in this way um, maybe not maybe uh, I think people would have been understanding but again I had pledged myself to go I had booked the room, I had booked everything to go, I made arrangements with Adrian, we'd be going together. So all this had been done far in advance of being, even being able to know about when the recital would be. And yet I still felt terrible. I just felt this pit in my stomach the whole time. I felt like an awful father. I felt negligent. I felt like one of those stereotypical dads in the movies and the TV shows, or that you read those deadbeat dads who don't do stuff for the kids, and who don't go and don't do anything. And I like to believe that I put my kids first. I put my family first. I like to believe that I dedicate myself to my family and that I do a lot for them. And I like to believe that I really try to make their lives special. That I put a priority on them and that I have myself step back. And that I do that a lot. I, I feel confident in saying I do that. That it's not just but that I do that. And I feel confident that my family would say that I do that as well. Even with that, I still felt like a worthless piece of garbage for missing it and had talked with my wife about it in depth and everything and basically from the get-go she she had said like you gotta go she wasn't even entertaining the notion of me not going to the convention she was like you gotta go this is what it is I was the one who was putting it on myself some And I I went, I made the choice to go, I should say, as well, I could have done whatever and not gone, but I made the choice to go after, you know, conferring with my wife and talking with other people and really just weighing everything, saying, well, you know, I I, I do have to go. Some people don't. Some people will say, I mean, let's take my situation, but let's make it hypothetical, right? Some people will say, oh, my kid has a dance recital coming up. That might be boring. Or they might not even think it would be boring. My kid has a dance recital. But there's this other thing going on. I'm going to go do this other thing. That can be tricky, right? And that can be a way in which gaming and your hobby impacts your family. It can be hard. And it's not something that I would necessarily recommend to do. But again, everyone is different. And you have to do what makes sense for your own family. There are other ways that gaming can impact your family. So... Let's talk about some positives here. I was speaking with a dear friend of mine about this, and he expressed to me how gaming and hobby is such a positive for him and how it impacts his family because his family always comes first. He does not place gaming before his family, but knowing that, he tries to integrate the two. And he is married and has children. His children are really into gaming. They See him paint and build models. They see him play games with miniatures. They get excited about that and they want to participate. So one of his children will help paint things with them. Will help paint miniatures. Will help paint buildings and terrain and all the kind of stuff. His other child likes to play with them and uses them as like toy soldiers way any kid would play with toy soldiers he runs role-playing games for his kids where they will play things like tales of equestria for example and he does it so that they can participate in the hobby see something that makes dad happy and maybe they will become gamers maybe not but the important thing is that they're doing these activities together it's a family thing kind of like you might remember if you're old enough and i (laughs) what am i saying (laughs) Overwhelmingly, those of you who listen to the show are old enough for this. We don't really skew young for the audience. <laughs> it's not a whole bunch of like 10 year olds and 12 year olds listening to the show. They could, we're family friendly, but it's not like they do. We tend to very much be like a 30 plus audience. Uh, I would say we, we go big 30 to 50, 55 demographics, some 60 plus, and mostly male. <laughs> audience here um (laughs) so you're gonna be old enough but you might remember at least here in America and maybe elsewhere there would be commercials at one point and advertising to promote things like family game night and the importance of families spending time together and that playing board games would be a way to do this playing games like oh I don't know Parcheesi or Candyland or Life or Monopoly or Go not go I'm um, sorry this is not even the game I'm thinking of Clue all those kind of classic Milton Bradley games out there uh stuff like that Battleship Connect 4 guess who uh, I could go on and on but you get the idea of using that as a way for families to spend time together and connect and really get to know each other a little bit better for parents to find out more about the kids and what's going on and I think in part because more and more at least here in America but probably elsewhere in the world at that time And definitely now, families don't spend as much time together. And when they do, nowadays anyway, it's behind a screen. Everyone's in the same room. Everyone's looking at their own tablet or smartphone or whatever. Families don't sit down to eat dinner at the same time. And if they do, they're not talking. They're not chatting about the days. They're not forming those familial bonds in that way. And playing games is a way that you can do that, that you can have this quality. And so this individual, this gamer, is... This gamer gamer is doing that with his offspring, and I believe with his significant other as well, so that they spend this time together, they play, they have fun, and it is good quality time. They feel good about it. It brings joy to them and happiness, which is really important. And I think these are attributes that you can get out of any good game, whether you're with your family or with friends at a convention with people you don't know. These are really good qualities, and so a great way that game packed our family. For me personally, I kind of run the whole spectrum, right, of good and negative impacts from gaming. So I'm going to talk about myself a little bit here. And I think this will resonate with some of you, and I feel pretty positive that at least some of my situations are ones that might feel familiar to some of you as well, and maybe many of you. When I want a game or when I want to paint or whatever, that means spending time away. My family is the most important thing to me. More important than myself. I do not matter. My family matters. My wife, my kids, they matter. I do not. So when I'm out playing games with people, I feel absolutely terrible about it. I feel so much guilt about being out playing games, about having fun. I feel guilt about that and not being home, about not being there to help with my kids, not being there to feed them dinner, or to uh, play games with them, or to hang out, or to help my wife with stuff, to do things around the house, or to do anything that makes their life, all their lives easier. I feel a lot of guilt about that. And so that results in me not gaming as much as maybe I want, and, and maybe as much as I need to. The guilt, heavy, it's pervasive. It just, it really, it weighs me down. And it makes what can be and hopefully is a happy and pleasurable thing to do. One that brings joy into one that just makes me feel terrible about it. That I regret being out as soon as I'm there. And I resent feeling any positive emotions while I'm there. Because I ought to be back with my family and helping them. And sometimes it is a negative impact on my family. Sometimes maybe it's a, I'm going out for a night and play games with some buddies. And maybe it's a really tough night at home. Maybe the kids are just acting up or there's a lot going on and it can just be a lot. And maybe it is rough on my wife on those nights for it. She never tells me I need her permission to go out, which is a great thing uh, because I don't believe in that kind of stuff. Uh, She never makes me feel bad about being out. Never makes me feel guilty about it. She'll say what's happened and that's what it is and I will feel badly about it and tell her such and so it has had a negative impact on them in that way but they do not feel negatively about the situation or negatively toward me about it there are also good ways that it's impacted so because of all this gaming and doing the podcast I go to conventions well not now because of pandemic of course but in a prior life when we would go to such things. I would go to conventions. Go to places like TotalCon And Southern Mass. Go to <laughs> places out in uh, Central Mass. For other conventions. Or up to Maine. And these would turn into family vacation. Where I would spend part of the time gaming at the convention. Part of the time with my wife. Um, we decided to have kids. Part of the time with the kids. And they could spend part of the time to go and do stuff. And see cool things. And so it would be a nice marriage of these two things. So that we would have time away and we could do different stuff, but then also do it together. And it'd be really nice. It would be a reason to go somewhere. Uh a reason to go to, for example, Portland, Maine. Gonna say probably would not have thought of going to Portland, Maine if it wasn't for huzzah. And so my wife and I started going. It's on the weekend of my wedding anniversary every year. And we go. My wife hasn't said boo about it she's like yeah let's go uh and so we go and the first year we went and we spent time in old port we walked around the city and had so much fun and went out to eat and it was a great thing we we drove up on route one which is a scenic route along the coast for portions and stopped at cool places to eat and things to see and it was just like it was a nice thing out got there and did gaming and everything and each year it's been a blending of that until a few years ago my wife decided she didn't want to do it which is perfectly fine, but the invitation is open. So that's a good impact right there. Another good impact is one that I have a hard time with because it is a selfish for it. As I've mentioned in the past on the show, I struggle with anxiety and clinical depression. And so my general state of being on a daily, on a daily, every day, daily, is one in which I am basically crippled Worrying about everything and anything going on around me. What could happen, what may happen, what might happen. Trying to plan out for every possibility. And then also feeling so incredibly bad about myself that getting out of bed, that getting dressed, going to work, doing all these normal things is so hard for me. Crippling, in fact. Uh, There's a thing called spoon theory where you have X number of spoons per day and It costs a certain number of spoons to do certain things. Four spoons to go to work. uh, Two spoons to take medication or to eat breakfast. Three spoons to surf the internet. All that kind of stuff. And what happens when you run out of spoons? You got to borrow them from the next day. So eventually you have this deficit. And one way to kind of help with this, to try to treat some of that underlying method, some of those underlying problems. And who knew one way to help with depression and anxiety is to work with your hands in a creative way, such as building MDF kits, painting miniatures, scratch building, (laughs) spray painting, airbrushing, creative ways to work with your hands. And so knowing this as part of my mental health journey and hearing about it from uh, mental health professionals and conveying it to my wife, she's been even more supportive and encouraging And reminding me to take time to go into my workshop, to build things, to paint stuff. That it is important because if that is helping my mental health, and it does, then it makes me a better parent, a better husband, a better father, a better person. It allows me to be in a place where I can contribute in a more meaningful way. So that, yeah, I am taking some time out for myself and spending it on the hobby. And it's true with gaming, right? Playing board games, tabletop games, miniatures games. Talked about this before when had Dr. Hunter on earlier this year. uh, Talking about the ways that playing tabletop games can help your mental health and improve it. I am telling you, it works. I am an example. It helps. I still exist every day. With depression and anxiety, when I game, the games, when I talk about games, when I am talking with others about gaming, when I am doing the podcast like now, when I'm doing stuff for the hobby, all of those things help. It makes me better. It helps to heal me. And therefore, it helps me to have a better, stronger, more positive impact on my family. Gaming does that. The hobby does that. And I suspect, whether we are intentionally knowing this or not, I suspect that this is true for many of us in the tabletop gaming hobby. That whether we have mental health issues, whether we're having a bad day, whether we just need a mood boost, that taking the time to play these games, to interact with other people, to talk about the games, to build and paint, scratch build and convert, to do all these things, it is helps us on a medical and scientific level with our brain chemistry with our moods with our emotions it makes us better people for the times both when we're doing this but also outside of that because that boost doesn't only exist when i'm doing these activities sometimes it needs to be replenished right when you're playing a game and you use a speed boost or or use a heal <laughs> you use like a med pack to heal yourself right <laughs> uh and if you take some more hits and your uh hp goes down a little bit you need another boost you need another healing potion so you need to go back and kind of charge up again just like that battery that's kind of dwindling as you use some of that energy you need to replenish it and that's why it's important for me to game to get together with people to be immersed in this hobby it has literal healing properties for me. and it truly makes me a better person so my wife and family encourages me to do all these things. And it's something that I still struggle with. I still feel guilt about it. I still have a hard time about it. But it's something that I'm working through with my own mental health journey, with my own mental health professional. They have all been so supportive of it, though, and encouraging to try to help me to really feel deep inside, not just intellectually, but like really like in my being, the positive impacts that this has, not just for me, for my family, for my loved one, for those around me, it makes a huge difference. And like I said, I believe it will do that for you if it doesn't already. So these are just some of the ways that the hobby can impact our families, both bad and good, as we've talked about. And there are ways to turn some bad into good, right? So maybe if we're spending a lot of time on the hobby away from our family, maybe we can try to integrate our family with the hobby or integrate our family into the our hobby into the our family. Like that one game where I talked about, or in the ways that I've talked about about myself, these are ways that you can kind of integrate those together. Uh, if money is an issue, or space can be an issue, maybe you don't have a whole lot of room for the stuff where your hobby is. Maybe you plop down on the kitchen table, the dining room table, and people need to eat there, right? Maybe you take over the living room, and your family wants to hang out there. Company's coming over. These are things where we can compromise. We can work on it, right? Maybe. You get that space for a while. Uh, Maybe you only have a tiny portion of a kitchen table because your significant other has taken over everywhere else. You hold on to that beach like you landed on Normandy and you work something out. You say, okay, I know you don't like this. You have all the rest of the space, all the rest of the house. I just need this one little space. doesn't matter. It won't be there forever, but it's something you work out and you do. So I think there are ways around it. And... I have to apologize. I'm I'm recording this outside in my car. And in my neighborhood, we have a bunch of bunnies that live here. And I'm watching a bunch of them right out in my yard, just running around chasing each other and having fun and hopping and doing fun things. And I love bunnies. It is, it's making me happy and enjoy It's funny. So I, that's why I'm laughing. Now, I am going to share one other way that there's an impact between family and the hobby, but maybe not in a way that you might think. And also, it's my way of segueing into sharing something amazing that's happening in the hobby right now. The pandemic is happening here in 2020. GMT Games, knowing that this pandemic is happening, that people are getting fired, are being furloughed, are taking cuts in hours, losing money, having trouble meeting things, is trying to do something to help. They are giving free GMT Games People, if you've been impacted because you've been fired, you've been furloughed, you've lost hours, if you've had this kind of impact because of the pandemic, you can send an email to GMT. Just go to GMT Games website, GMTGames.com, I believe. Uh, They have a live chat thing, you can ask them there exactly what to do. It's also on their social media, they have a thing. If you're in America, if you're in the United States, and maybe North America, but definitely if you're in the United States, you email them with the proof of what's going on or just kind of an explanation about it and if you're in the united states you can list two games that you would like that need to be in stock and available and gmt will send them to you for free if you're anywhere else in the world do the same thing contact gmt games that's an email you send uh to tony i believe over at gmt games where they get the proof about you being fired or furloughed or whatever uh or explanation of the situation and tell them which one game you want and they will send it to you completely free today i received a package from gmt games containing two games because my wife is being furloughed for we honestly don't know definitively how long but she's being furloughed for a period of time and we hope it won't be terribly long Uh, but we received two games from gmt we received labyrinth which is the war on terror and Twilight Struggle, it's completely free, beautifully packaged in a nice cardboard box with, I believe they have the biodegradable uh, packing peanuts. So those can go into a compost. You can recycle them. You can reuse them, which is really cool. These two games worth who knows how much money. GMT sent completely free. GMT is trying to take care of the community, trying to take care of people. Because at the end of the day, people matter, right? We need to look after one another. We need to care for one another. We need to do what we can to help out. These are awful times. They are just so, the terrible. There's no good way to put it. And I think it's fantastic that GMT is doing this. I really think it's beautiful and wonderful. And I am so grateful. GMT, thank you so very much for doing this, not only for myself, but for everyone else out there, people who have it far worse than my family does. Thank you, thank you, thank you for doing this. This is huge. And if you have not yet, Taking part of this, please do so. GMT really wants to help. They want to make a difference. So get in touch with them and do it. And we have a post up, I think, on Facebook that talks about this on our Facebook page. So you can find it there. Uh, We'll probably put another thing up at some point about it as well. But go ahead and check that out and do that and just get in touch. And I just, I think it's really kind how people are trying to take care of one another. And I know other companies are hurting. There's a lot of companies that can't pay everyone that's having trouble, uh, I think, is it Fenris Games is going through some significant problems right now, and if people want to place orders or anything, it might be a while before you get your stuff, because they have to move, and there's like a whole conundrum. Go and place some orders and support them, uh, and just, it's pervasive everywhere, right? You can't help everyone, but you can make a difference, GMT's trying to do that, and so I'm just in awe about it. I'm grateful. I love it. And really that's all i have to say about it so i want to let you know that we do have some cool things coming up uh we have a really cool episode that's going to be recorded leaves this month i gotta double check her early might be early in august with uh an individual one of the well the head honcho from wrks games uh over in the uk they have a new rpg system and worlds and setting coming out they're gonna be talking about that on an episode which will be really cool and now that things are lessening up in the in the UK with uh, lockdown and everything, we will be able to get in touch again because I've been in talks with the Perry brothers, Helen and Michael, to have them on the show. And they've agreed when they can both get to the same place in person so that way they can both be on the recording <laughs> and everything. So we have that going on. So I'm going to be getting in touch with them again to try to finagle that and get that to happen and make that work. I am still working from home most of the time, but I am at work partially a couple days a week. And when I'm home, I have all my usual things. But one of the things I'm doing is I'm creating video content for my work. And with all of this, that means I will not be resuming the pandemic coffee break. I think maybe anyone who saw that I was taking a break with it was going on hiatus might have realized and suspected that maybe it would be permanent. My hope was that it was a temporary thing. It's not. And I'm really sorry about that. This is just how it has to be. And I hope you've enjoyed it when it had it there. And if you haven't seen any of it, it is still um, available on the Wargamer Recon Facebook page and the Wargamer Recon YouTube channel. So you can get it from those two ways. So that's completely possible. I will say a cool thing that we're doing now is I have recently discovered... (laughs) ...because I'm really late to the party... Uh, ...World of Warships... ...which is a free game to play... ...we play it on a computer... ...I play it on computer... ...you can play it on like an Xbox or PlayStation I think... Uh, ...but it doesn't go across that way like Fortnite does... ...we have a clan on there... ...so people can join... Uh, ...have information on our War Game Recon Facebook page about that... ...Adrian has uh, a clan on there... ...a, a group... Uh, ...whatever you want to call it... Uh, ...called the Black Flag Brotherhood... ...so we're on there... ...we can play World of Warships together and just have some fun I've been putting a few bit of time into it and work my way up I'm up to tier five ships so that means I have like some battleships I got some carriers now working on some cruises and destroyers it's fun just a, a neat little thing to do spend 20 minutes or half an hour you go and do blow up some ships looks gorgeous a lot of fun like I said it costs nothing to play you download it it's a free software it works on Windows works on Mac you can get it on Steam now or from world The other people do World of Tanks and World of Airplanes, I believe. You can spend money to get bonuses, to get special ships, or to get um, extra things. But you don't need to. You can 100% play the game without spending any money. And I'm excited to be playing it now. It brings me some joy. (laughs) And I would recommend it. So I hope you will check it out. If you used to play and you got away from it, please come back and give it a try. We'd love to have you. And if you've never played it before please join (laughs) because it's a lot of fun and something to do and some happiness. So anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. We have more content coming out all the time. You can check that out at wargamingrecon.com. Don't forget that you can get the podcasts everywhere that podcasts can be heard. We're on everything, I believe. All the things, we're there. Doesn't matter what it is. When the leaves fall in the fall from the trees... They will spell out, as I hit the ground, wargamingrecon.com so you can find us. Uh, we, we're everywhere. We really are. I'm on Facebook. We have the Wargamer Recon uh, Facebook group. I'm on Twitter as Wargamer Recon, Instagram. Now we just upgraded to uh, a, a business thing on Instagram, so we're there as well, sharing content and doing all that kind of stuff and just having fun. And I'm excited to dig into these GMT games, spend some time with that, and just kind of have fun and do some cool stuff so if you have ways in which the hobby has impacted your life or your the life of your family please get in touch send an email to jonathan at wargamingrecon.com or put it up on the Wargaming Recon facebook group and just put well it's good bad or whatever share it there and be happy to hear it and maybe some of the ways that the hobby impacts your family maybe whatever you say will appear on a future episode of the podcast And then also don't forget, we have articles still. Not as many because the pandemic's kind of played havoc with everything. But we do still have articles coming out on WargamingRecon.com that you can check it out. So as always, you know the drill. No matter how busy you are, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter how much time you're thinking, hmm, that Jonathan has it pretty well made. His wife encourages him to go gaming, wants him to go gaming, wants him to go do stuff, He he's a hobby. Hmm, maybe I should be more like Jonathan. Maybe I should go game more. Boost your mood. So, no matter how busy you are, no matter what's going on in your life, you know that you gotta, you need to, you have to, keep on gaming. And yes, even though this is audio only, I still did the thing when I do on video where I'm smiling and pointing at the camera because reasons. Thanks all. Be well. See you next time. Are you always on the go? Why not take Wargaming Recon with you? If you use an app like Pocket Casts, you can listen to your favorite episodes of Wargaming Recon on your mobile device. Wargaming Recon is a proud member of the TSR Podcast Network. Visit wargamingrecon.com slash TSRPN for more information and to learn about the other good shows on the network. This recording is released under a Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share alike license. Many thanks to Andrew and Court for inspiring the show's name. Wargaming Recon is dedicated to the memory of longtime listener Andrew. I ask all listeners to join me in a moment of silence in memory of Andrew. Thank you to everyone who backed our 2020 podcast season on Kickstarter. In particular, I would like to thank... Bob Yates, Cigar Box Battle, Enfilade Convention, Jason Elliott, leader of TSR Games, John Vogel, Lead Bears Toughs, Nate Taylor of Dwarven Forge, Rising Phoenix Game Con, and Stefan Piccorny, founder of Dwarven Forge. We couldn't have been successful without the help of all of you. Thank you so very much, and hope you are enjoying this 2020 podcast season. Wargaming Recon is made possible by listeners like you become a patreon backer to get behind the scenes content and new episodes before everyone else starting at one dollar per month visit wargamingrecon.com patreon to become a patreon backer wargaming recon is proudly sponsored by the wargaming company Wish you could play a great Napoleonics war game that's different from the same old stuff? Try ESR. ESR makes Napoleonics accessible. A complete system with you as a core commander. Start an army with ESR box sets or use your existing collection. It's meaty enough for diehards, but friendly for newcomers. Visit the Wargaming Recon is proudly sponsored by Enfilade. Enfilade is a flagship historical wargaming convention for the Northwest Historical Miniature Gaming Society. Enfilade is held annually over Memorial Day weekend at the Red Lion Inn in Olympia, Washington. Enjoy the largest historical miniature gaming convention west of the Mississippi at Enfilade. Visit www.nhmgscitadel.com for more information. Wargaming Recon is proudly sponsored by the Maine Historical Wargamers Association. They're the folks behind Huzzah! Historical Wargaming or New England. Huzzah takes place May 15th to the 17th, 2020 at the Doubletree in South Portland, Maine. Experience some of the best historical wargaming at Huzzah! Visit www.hazacon.com for more information.